Hello, ladies, and welcome to this bonus episode of the Purity After Promiscuity podcast, where we're redefining a woman's worth. I'm your host, Janelle Renee, and listen, ladies, I have something that is going to be so just game-changing today. And this is why I needed to just get this episode out. I know we normally um, are releasing content on Fridays and today is Sunday. But what better way to start off our week with just having a powerful um, just revelation that could potentially just change the game um, for our future, right? And even for our present, um, just depending on where you are in your process and your journey. But nevertheless, I believe what I'm about to say today is just going to just literally be um, explosive. It's going to be dynamic, right? So let's get to it. This um, bonus episode is called Money Mindset. And the reason why um, I decided to just go with that, because here's the thing. Um, oftentimes, you know, we think about mindset and we're like, well, how, how are we thinking? How are we processing? What is our um, belief system? You know, how are, you know, how do we perceive? What is our worldview? You know, and all of these things, right? And, you know, then when you get to specific areas and have specific, um, niches or things that you are you know focusing on that you want to develop you may you know go to some kind of training some conference you may get a coach a therapist or whatnot to help you um to uh to undo or to uh remove a negative mindset and help you to adopt and replace that negative mindset with a positive mind uh, way of thinking a a positive way of processing a positive way of viewing things or you know maybe you have to go and get some healing right you may need some internal healing you may have to deal with some deep-rooted issues and some wounds that are that have been so hidden in your soul that you may have had to compartmentalize or you may have had to stuff under the rug and you think that you're over it because you may not be consciously thinking of it all the time but subconsciously it's there and it's probably always haunting and taunting you but because we like to busy ourselves it's easy to overlook those things right and so sometimes in order to develop a certain positive and healthy mindset we have to go through these necessary steps we have to go through these necessary processes to undo the the negative to then in turn um learn how to and, and apply the positive right and we do that um most of us who have had um the epiphany that hey something ain't right here you know what the way i think ain't right you know i know often i had to sit with myself and look at myself in the mirror like yo nelly you tripping like the way you thinking is off <laughs> your mindset is off your belief system you know like is not in alignment with you're really believing is not really in alignment with what you should be believing right it's counterproductive it's counterintuitive um and so um there are just things that i had to be willing to a identify and then go and do the work um but i said all that to say a lot of times 
when we think of mindset development that we focus on areas that have a lot to do with um, our inner self, right? Um, Our soul, our mind, our will, our emotions in order for us to have an overall healthier um, mindset, to have a healthier perspective, to have a healthier outlook on life in order and, you know, to um, have a healthier life. Um, so that'd be the goal, right? Because you want to be more successful. You want to be more healthy. You want to be more productive. Um, you want to be more fruitful, right? Um, you you want to have healthy relationships. You want to, you know, have healthy working relationships and all of these things, you know, you most people are not wanting to consciously say, I want to, you know, have negative um, relationships or, you know, negative communication or, you know, um, a negative outlook and, you know, be very pessimistic and, you know, be very negative, you know, sometimes we call people negative Nancy's because they're always, you know, talking about the worst and they're always being so negative, right? Most of the time, you're not necessarily saying to yourself, oh, I want to be that way. So it's just a result of something. Something took place in your life. Something took place in your childhood. Something happened to create for you to have that mindset, right? Um, but I don't think we really take a lot of time to... Um, parallel that same ideology to finances and so the reason why this is important because here on this podcast one of the one of the main goals is for us as women to redefine our worth and oftentimes how we view ourselves because we're in in and of ourselves we are worthy whether we know it or not whether someone has ever told us so let me stop here and say sis queen you're worthy. No matter what no one has ever said about you, no matter what you've said about yourself, you're worthy, you're valuable, you're beautiful, and you were created in the image of the living God, and he did not make any mistakes. But the one thing that I begin to realize is sometimes how we view ourselves is a reflection how we view other things that we supposed to value or we say we value. Because most of us, um, if you if if asked, um, going to say you value yourself. You're going to say you love yourself. Um, if you're really bold and if you're really honest, you may be you may be truthful and you may say, you know what, I'm struggling in that area. I don't really love myself. I don't really value myself. And and you know and that's honest. However, most people are going to say. I value myself. Most people are going to say, I'm not going to just go out and deliberately and cause myself harm, right? And even though we do many things that are harmful, that is harmful to our, our bodies or ourselves or our, our, our character, our mind or whatever, um, is it, normally not intentional, you know? And so what I thought about, what was so interesting was you can really tell how much you value yourself by the way you manage your money. <laughs> that is so good. And you would think one don't have to do with the other, but it has everything to do. Because one of the things that I find very interesting um, as a woman, as a woman of color, right, um, is that our particular culture seems to be at a deficit. There's there's a disproportionate uh, number or a, there's a big gap, if you will, between um, what we know and what we do compared to our counterparts, right? 
And the one thing that I realized, especially when I um, started to venture off and, and had a career in finance um, and, and you know, kind of I started to work as a um, financial advisor um, for a short duration of time. But I really got very um, passionate about finance. And, and then when you when you get into the finance um, industry, you begin to recognize a finance in and of itself is like a whole culture b there's a whole language and c there's a privilege (laughs) and it's not so much privilege in the sense that a certain person or a group of people or a family or you know society whatever has access to money what I believe is the most important thing about finance is the people that has have access to the understanding and the knowledge and the respect of money. And that is the difference. Because oftentimes in our community, we don't come from money. We don't come from money and we have never seen money on a large scale more times than not. And not all, you know, of course, there are some people who have grown up um, in our communities and they have had a great life. Their parents were stable. They were financially um, secure, you know, and they didn't have to struggle. And God bless you. You know, that is an amazing, amazing um, testimony. However, myself. And so many others like myself don't have that story. And we come from the struggle. We come from poverty. We come from seeing, you know, our family have to really um, try to survive and make it and live in paycheck to paycheck or living on some form of government program or welfare, food stamps, whatever, Um, public housing, you know, where, you know, you didn't always get everything that you need. And there was always, you know, some form of lack, right? And so the thing about it is, I think the biggest determining factor between the di- that creates the disparity is the accessibility of the knowledge of money. And so when I when I said uh, just a few minutes ago that oftentimes how you manage your money is a reflection of what how you value yourself because you got to understand money has value right in the same way we as a person we have value when you don't really understand money when you don't respect money when you don't value money you squander money i'm gonna say that again when you don't understand money When you don't value money, when you don't have a good relationship with your money, you squander it. What do I mean? We all hear and we all know the cliche, 
trying to keep up with the Joneses. You know, we all know about uh, people or we may know of people or we may be the people. Let's just keep it real. Who live beyond their means, you know, who always on social media or in life, always showboating, always bragging, always, you know, doing some kind of elaborate trip, like living a great life, having nice things, going to buy all these fancy bags, going to have all the fancy clothes. You got the lubes, you got the Gucci, you got the Balenciaga, you got the MCM, you got the Louis the um the Louis Vuitton, you got, you know, all of this the hottest things. You're living this great fabulous life but you poor. You don't own your own home. You don't own your car. You have no savings. You have no retirement. You have probably no life insurance. Like you have no assets whatsoever. You have no um, sense of security for your future whatsoever. You're living in the moment and you're living beyond your means. What what does that mean? You're what If you have a, a job and if you can have a job and you can be making six figures. I love to use this analogy. It's so funny. You can you could be making six figures. Say you're making $100,000. That is a lot of money, right? But if you are living a lifestyle where you're maximizing every dollar, so that means your lifestyle, you're living a lifestyle at $100,000, exactly what you make. So the moment an emergency happens, the moment a catastrophe happens, the moment the unexpected happens, you don't have the money, the resources, or the ability to financially meet that need. So then what do you have to do? You may have to go get a credit card, which is now you're accumulating debt. You may have to go get a payday loan. Now you're accumulating debt. You may have to go borrow some money from somebody. Now you're accumulating debt. Or you just can't take care of the need. But it's interesting because on paper, you should have money. But when you are working and you're living your life at or above your means, you're poor. And... If you were to lose your job, and especially if you only have one source of income, if you were to lose your job immediately, especially if you have no savings, especially if you have like no IR, um, no 401k, you don't have any type of investment account, retirement account, um, you don't have a savings account or any of these things in place, um, you don't have no type of way to replace your income immediately if you lose the one stream you have. So immediately you can go from living this lifestyle at $100,000 to zero. Financially, you were never you were never wealthy, <laughs> and that's the thing about it because you don't understand money, and you don't value money, and you don't respect money. And so, if you don't respect something outside of you that has value, that has the ability to um, meet your needs, that has the ability the ability to secure your future, that has the ability to um, allow you access or to do whatever you need to do, allow you to feed your family, allow you to pay your lights, you know, allow you to have a transportation, allow you to have gas, whatever it is, right? This thing has value because you're using it to get your needs met, right? If you don't value that, and you'll squander that, the odds are you will do the same thing to yourself. 
And I thought that was so uh, profound because I had to think for a moment about my mindset and how I utilized money or what I thought about money or how I spent money prior to the revelation and the knowledge and the understanding um, and the training that I have today, right? Before I got in finance, I'm gonna be honest, I just wasn't a good money manager. You know, I got money, I spent it. Now, I did try to be responsible in obviously making sure our bills was paid, making sure I took care of my kids, um, making sure whatever we needed, um, that it was provided that I got that. So I wasn't just being reckless to an extent, however, I was being reckless because what I was not doing, I was never saving any money. I was never investing in my future or my children's future. I wasn't intentional, intentional about making sure I had some type of investment vehicle, some type of um, 401k, or even going on my, if, if my job didn't provide it, going and sitting down with um, a a a financial some type of financial firm to kind of look at how I can do that for myself right I wasn't doing any of those things so the moment my situation and my circumstance changed the moment um, I I wasn't able to work no more the moment um, that job was taken away from me I am my situation literally everything fell apart and so then next thing you know I'm literally struggling I'm having to figure out how we gonna live how we gonna make it I have no cushion I have no support I don't come from wealth I don't come from family and parents that have money I don't have nobody I could just call and be like hey can I borrow a couple hundred let alone a couple thousand like that's just not my experience that's not my life so what I did for so many years was I failed to value myself and I failed to value my my resources. And because I failed to value myself and I failed to value my resources, I find my I found myself always chasing after resources and chasing after myself. <laughs> Do you hear me? Because I did not value my resources and I did not value myself. I found myself always chasing resources, always needing provision, always trying to find a better job, always trying to find a better career, always trying to get more education um, to better our situation. All, and, and I always found, I found myself always chasing myself. Because I, again, we already talked a couple episodes ago. I was, I've been in an identity crisis. So I was always putting on these personas, these personalities, these masks, these characters. That I was, it was like I was always in character, you know, just always pretending to be this thing or that thing and this way and, and to, to like this or to want to do this so I can fit in here or be accepted there, right? I was always chasing me. And I was always chasing resources because I didn't value neither. It wasn't until I decided truly, because even when I was a financial uh, representative for that time, if I'm honest, I was passionate about the idea and the awareness and the revelation and the knowledge that I was gaining um, because I understood that 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 I had a problem and a lot of it had to do is because I lacked this particular knowledge, right? Um, But I didn't have the mindset to really apply it because I was still too broken. I was still too wounded. I still 
struggle with identity. I still struggle with my worth. So I wasn't going to be able to apply it to the, uh, to the, and, and maximize it to the extent that I would have wanted to, because I didn't have the mental capacity to do so. So that's why I'm like, Ooh, money mindset, because most of us don't want to be poor. <laughs> most of us don't want to be reckless with our resources. Most of us want to make good decisions and maximize the resources and the provision we have. And sometimes it's not that we are intentionally making these choices to do the opposite of what we desire. Sometimes we don't have the skill. We don't have the the knowledge. We don't have the experience. And sometimes we don't have the ability. We don't have the capability because there is something in our soul that needs to be healed, that needs to be mended so we can have a mindset shift. And when you start valuing yourself, you're going to start valuing everything that's connected to you. You're going to start valuing your relationships. You're going to start valuing your time. You're going to start valuing your peace. You're going to start valuing your money. You're going to start valuing your 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 expertise. You know, um, everything is going to change because you're going to recognize that there's value here. And so because there's value here, everything that is attached to me or everything that flows from me is coming from a place of value. So I want to make sure I respect. I want to make sure I honor. I want to make sure that I understand that everything that flows from me has value. So I handle it different. So I move different, right? So I think about it different. So I make different decisions, right? So I look at opportunities different because I need to know is this opportunity or is is this situation or is this circumstance, whatever it may be, is this going to be able to maintain the value of what I need that and what it's requiring, right? You, you will start looking at your relationships, friendship, romantic relationships, family relationships. Is this relationship, is, is, it, is it in alignment? Is it going to maximize the value that I'm giving it? Because if it's not, then I can't do it. But because a lot of times we are struggling internally and we're struggling with identity and we're struggling with our worth, we're struggling with our security and we're struggling with our value, we mismanage everything that flows from us or is connected to us and it's not on purpose. But it's just it's because that we haven't we haven't had the revelation that in order for these outside things to change in order for there to be a shift on on these things that are connected to me and these areas that are connected to me the the shift has to start with me it has to start internally and so you know here's a here's the thing about money um that I learned and I found it very interesting um, when I was at a um a workshop money in in itself like a paper dollar bill bill, $100 bill, doesn't matter, doesn't have value in and of itself. Funny, right? Go figure. Most people think it does, but it doesn't. It is nothing more than a piece of paper that is generated. They generate money constantly. Here's the thing. Money 
does not have value until something is put behind it. Oh, my God. Y'all, I'm about to shout right now because you got to hear me what I'm saying. The dollar, paper dollar, no matter what amount is printed on it, it could be a dollar, $5, $10, $20. It can be a $100 bill. It does not matter. It has no value at all. It is nothing more than a piece of paper with ink on it until something is put behind it. What do I mean? When in the early days, I think it was the early 19th century or so, um, could have been 18th. I'm not real sure because I would need to go back and look it up. But once, you know, industrialization, you know, came on the scene and, um, you know, the capitalists, you know, you know, uh, what either Um, it money in and of itself was backed by gold, right? Gold and silver, which is um, where the value of the money come from. So it's like in the Federal Reserve. I know that may be something familiar that you guys um, have heard. When that was created, that was created to be like the the holding place of really the value that is placed behind the dollar. But over time, um, first of all, you have to re- you have to recognize that when as time goes on and we evolve as humanity, you know the 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 um, number of people that was on the earth, um, you know, <laughs> fifty years ago, hundred years ago, it is far greater. It is far more people on the earth today, and so I said all that to say because this would have to be so deep, and I would have to break so much stuff down. And um, this is not the episode. This is just kind of want to just scratch the surface a little bit to get you to thinking and think thinking about how you view yourself and how you view money and how you manage your money. Um, you know, they begin to print more money because the need for more money was there because you have more people, um, you know, and so more money need to be circulating. But I don't think that it was necessarily more gold um, <laughs> to to at least match up to the money that was being produced and generated. So if you really do uh, research and you really um, begin to study um, just the whole philosophy of money, the dynamic of money, you you will find a lot of um, information and it may be even shocking to you really about just how the whole economy works um, and how um, money in and of itself works and just kind of, yeah. So anywho, and so now... You have we you have money, but you may not have enough asset or enough value to put behind it. So this is why money truly, yes, it has value in the sense that you can go to the store and you can spend it. But our dollar is not as strong as it used to be, even as a country, um, you know, and because it's losing its value. And so when you have money, right, having your money and just having it sitting in the bank is not doing you any service because you have not put anything behind your money. What do I mean? You have not put your money to work or you have not put an asset behind your money. What is an asset? An asset is something like um, purchasing a home, something that appreciates, first of all. 
purchasing a car and because cars depreciate soon you leave um drive off of the um drive drive off of the um car lot and so unless you really got a really really expensive car a really rare car some kind of um historical car that will hold its value or appreciate you know cars are not always um good investments now they are necessities but that's why you should be very wise before you go out and you know just purchase a car and this is another thing you know a lot of times people just want to go get fancy cars they want to get foreign cars they want to get expensive cars for the sake of having a car because in your mind you think that having a certain type of car is giving you like um like it means something you know like it's some kind of status you know some status quo like oh this person got that kind of car oh they must you know they must be um doing good or they must be successful they must be prosperous right oh that's you know they got this car they got that car and it's almost like it's a sign of of what, what a person wants to feel like um, identifies them as a certain status, right? And so again, broken down, that's another sign of mismanaging or not understanding or not valuing money because really you don't get your identity from material possessions. But because we come from a community where we have been so held back and we've been so behind as a people, talking about black and brown people, and no, this is not any type of um, episode that is just really, you know, trying to um, address racism or, you know, start any type of um, conversation around it as much as it is real it exists however there are facts though that certain of us who come from certain backgrounds and community have experienced certain things and we got to acknowledge the truth and yes growing up in certain communities in the black black and brown community you just struggle you were in lack you were behind and so when you finally get an opportunity to get your hands on some money some resource some success you know now you feel like you got to play catch up or now you need to you feel like having money defines you or give you some status or identity or gives you some value or make you equal or you know or mean that you belong you know we and we use money and we use things to try to um create to try to make a way for ourselves or a name for ourselves when really that should just come from within so so i'm gonna just sit that there however you know so we'll we'll get our hands on a dollar a few dollars and then we'll go mismanage it by buying a car we can't afford or a car we can't even afford the maintenance on or a car that's really out, out of our budget you know have these extremely high car notes and these extremely high interest rates which is very unwise because you are going to be paying that car off forever you're going to be paying two and three and four times of the value of that car and by the time you pay it off that car ain't going to be worth but a fraction of what you pay for you have mismanaged your money but because you got instant gratification by getting this material possession because you feel like it makes you somebody you go ahead and you misuse your 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 resources 
And that is just one way that I see um, and, and, and have experienced as a culture, as a people, that we misuse the resources that we are blessed with. And are we the only ones? Absolutely not. I'm sure all type of people and all type of cultures and from all that type of backgrounds mismanage money. However, we clearly see a disparity between certain communities and cultures. And the biggest um, determinant factor that I have found is the lack of knowledge. You know, the Bible says my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And that is very true because when you lack knowledge, you lack power. Hear me what I say. And so it's not so much that any culture or any people are superior or more intelligent. They just have access to the knowledge and they recognize having the knowledge equals power. And then they go and they leverage that knowledge and that power. And here we see today the the 1%, you know, of the wealthy or, you know what I mean? Or how the rich is getting richer and the poor is getting poorer. And, and, and so that is the problem. But for, for me, the thing that I recognize the most is that it starts not just with the lack of knowledge, because that is definitely a big problem. However, it also really starts with at the core of how do we value ourselves? Because when you value you, you're going to value everything you have. You're going to value everything you have. Now that I have started to value me, I value my money and I even spend my money different. What I want to do with my money is different. How I honor my money. Like there are just things I'm not doing. And I say to myself out loud, like, oh yeah, I can't do that because I value my money. I've never used to say that. Like it's times where I would just spend money just to spend it or it didn't matter because I felt like I had the money and I could do it. But now I, I think and I have to make a choice and I evaluate. Is this, is, can I feel comfortable putting my valuable resources to work in this way because that's another mindset shift that I had to make. I had to recognize money is a tool. It's like my employees. All of us are entrepreneurs or we're we're self-employed in a sense. Once you receive your money, you are the boss of your money and you get to tell your money how to work for you. And if you don't know how to tell your, if you don't know how to put your money to work where you're going to get the most fruit or the most return, you're going to mismanage your money. So you're not going to be a good employer. I had to learn that I was an employer and my money worked for me. So I'm a master of money. And these are the things I say to myself, you know, you, we, we hear people talk about affirmations and declarations to speak of yourself. I just start changing my mindset about money first and I started changing the way I view money and I start changing the way I speak about money and so I say I can't put my money to work like that or that's not gonna give me the return or that's not the assignment I'm putting my money on or how do I want my money to work for me what how can I maximize my money the most you know I started to think about money like that and I started to have a a relationship with my money to where I had to really get connected and get intimate with my money and I had to get an understanding of my money because when you're in a relationship with someone you seek to get understanding because you want to know how they work you want to know how to how to utilize you know and maximize you know um, what makes them happy right you you want to get an understanding of you know who they are. So 
for me, I, I had to in turn shift and become and, and get into a relationship with my money. So now I look at my money differently. It's not just money to me anymore. Now this money is my tool. This money is my key. This money is my access. This money is my voice. So now I have to say, what assignment do I need my money to fulfill? What What is it that I'm sending my resources to do? How am I maximizing my resources? How am I multiplying my resources? How am I putting my resources to work to secure my future? How am I putting my resources to work where I don't have to trade time for money? You know, so I'm always looking at my money from an, from an investment standpoint even even if you're not investing in the stock market and even if you're not you know um investing um in any type of you know um investment vehicle you still are making investments every time you sow your money so your seed into something so if you always when you get your money when you get your paycheck or whatever if every time you get your provision get your seed you go and you you go to the mall you go shopping well, that's where you invest. The problem is you're investing and you're sowing your seed that's giving, that's making somebody else rich. It ain't doing nothing for you. I mean, because yes, you're getting, you're getting what you desire, which is the, the clothes, the shoes, jewelry, whatever it is. However, having those things are temporal and they're not really serving you any purpose outside of you having something nice to wear, nice to put on. Could you can't are you going to be able to cash that in if you needed to, 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 if you lost your job, is you going to be able to go to the grocery store and give them your, your, your outfit so you can get some groceries if you ain't got no money? Like, you know, you have to think like it, and it's nothing wrong. We all need clothes and I like nice things. So I'm not against that. However, before you go and buy stuff that you probably don't need, you should probably ask yourself in what ways can I maximize this resource? In what ways can I multiply this resource? In what ways can I save or secure my future or give or, or you know, invest in yourself or whatever it is, right? But we don't know to think like that about our money because we're not taught that. And you can't necessarily just be taught that until you have the mind to be able to receive and apply that. So this is why I wanted to talk about money matters and um, money mindset today is because it is very parallel to our worth. Because again, how we value ourselves, how we look at ourselves, is going to reflect in how we value everything else we're connected to, everything else that we have. And you may not have noticed it, but sit back and look. Take go. Most of us have on you know access to a, a mobile phone. Some of us utilize the app to our bank, um, and we use mobile banking. If you get a paper statement, however you can keep track of your um, finances, just do a quick thirty day inventory. Pull out your statement. Go on your mobile app. Look at your purchases. Look at your your provision. Look at what has come in, you know, look at your direct deposit, look at your cash deposits, whatever went in for 30 days, look at everything that went in for 30 days. And then look at everything that went out in this in that same 30 days. And and, and make a list like choose categories, you can do food, you can do entertainment, you can do bills, you can do um, 
whatever, you know, whatever you see a pattern, you know, and, and, and lump and, and figure out for each category what you spent and then put a category there, um, like for my future or savings um, or, you know, investments or because, you know, we want to start thinking about ways to maximize our money. Right. So um, you can even make a category to say those things, even if you haven't done it. But then this is a good exercise to say for you to see what actually are you doing with your resources? And is anything over there in the, you know, preparing for my future or investments or saving or, you know, um, giving or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Are you doing anything that is going to truly benefit and help your long term or your future? Or is all your spending for now? Because nine times out of 10, if all your spending is for now and you only have one stream of income, you are only one paycheck from being in poverty, no matter how much your salary is. If you do not have an emergency funds, well, at least six months worth of income in it. So whatever your full overhead is for the month, if you know all your bills, all your responsibilities, everything you have to do to survive is a thousand dollars a month. And if you don't at least have six thousand dollars just in an emergency fund where you're not touching it just in case life happened, because it always does, that is not a good sign. That is not a good sign. If you don't have something as basic as life insurance, which can cost you little to nothing, especially the younger and healthier you are, term policies are very affordable. Whole life, eh, it depends, but term is very affordable. If you are not even prepared for the inevitable, because there is not a person on this earth that's going to live forever on this earth, that's not a good sign. That's not a good sign. If you are not preparing for the time you want to actually be able to stop having to work, retirement, if you have no retirement, if you have no pension, if you have no IRA, if you have no kind of 401k, if you have no kind of investment vehicle in order for you to be able to start multiplying and saving and preparing for your future that is not a good sign it's okay because knowledge is power if you do something with it the question is though why why do you not have those things what is preventing you from maximizing your resources? What is preventing you from multiplying your resources? What is preventing you from increasing your resources? What is preventing you from really living the life that you really desire to live? What is preventing you from saving money, right? Ask yourself, what, is, what, is, what do you really understand about money? What do you know about money? What relationship do you have with money? And then ask yourself, what relationship do you have with yourself? How do you view yourself? Are you are you mean to yourself? You always talking negative to yourself? Are you abusive to yourself? 
Do you cuss yourself out? Are you always downing yourself? Calling yourself stupid? Come on now, let's be honest, we do it. We may do it behind closed doors, but a lot of us are guilty. I know I am. You know, I, I talk to myself way more worse than I talk to people. So how do I feel about me? Because how I feel about me is definitely going to reflect in how I feel about anything else that's connected to me that's valuable. Right? So I just wanted to do this bonus episode because it's just just heavy on my heart. I felt like I need to just get it out, really start planting the seed of, for us to really begin to open, unpack and open up our, our understanding, our mindset, identify, you know, what are our thoughts? What are our experiences? Even with from family, like generational cycles and patterns. What was the norm in our family? What do we see? Was the norm lack? Was the norm struggle? Was the norm being irresponsible with your finances? You know, was the norm, you know, living paycheck to paycheck? You know, was the norm robbing Peter to pay Paul? What was the norm? What did you see? Where did you come from? Because that also is very important. It plays a part in how you, you know, your perspective, your perception, your view of money. All of that plays a role. And until we begin to identify these root causes um, that produce fruit, negative fruit and toxic fruit, and we wonder why we can't get out of these cycles, these patterns, and we can't change our mindset is because we have to really have to uh, identify these, um, the roots of our behavior, the roots of our false um, beliefs and mindsets, the roots, the root of our negative mindset and our wrong mindset, right? And, and bad behaviors. We have to identify the root of it so we can pull that root up and then we got to replace. It's, 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 it's just, you know, it's really counterproductive to pull up a root if you're not going to put nothing and plant nothing back there. So the goal is to identify the root because the root is the source. Everything is flowing from the root. Everything is growing from the root. You pluck that root up and then you replace it with the right knowledge with the right skills with the right behaviors with the right habits with the right mindset right now you will begin to see a difference you'll begin to see uh good fruit you will begin to see a shift and you'll begin to um you really head in the direction that you desire to go and meet your goals and you'll be able to change your life and change your family and change your generation right because it is almost like a domino effect but as long as we stay held up and bound up and caught up in these perpetual cycles of lack poverty you know, uh, poor choices, bad decision ma- making, you know, um, mismanaging of our resources, of our of our bodies, our, of, of our money, all of these things. We're, we're never going to advance. We're never going to, you know, truly um, break forth and be able to live these prosperous and productive, healthy lives that most of us desire. And so that is, again, that is really the goal of this podcast is for us together because I'm here with you. I'm, I'm living it. I'm applying it. I'm going through it. All of the things that I talk about each week on the podcast is experience based. Yes, I do have some training. Yes, I do have some teaching, um, you know, because I've had certain careers and different things like that. However, uh, experience is the best teacher. You can go to school all you want to. You you can get every book. You can go to every course and you can, you know, become an expert. But it is a big difference between actually living something and just learning something. Okay. My life, unfortunately, has been one big learning experience. 
the things that I say to y'all is because I've made the mistakes or I struggle in that way or, you know, I have that issue and and, and I had to reap the consequences and I had to live with the uh, results of, you know, whatever the trauma, whatever the wound, whatever the bad decision, whatever the sin, whatever the mistake, all of that. I had to go through it, you know, and so that gives me a different perspective and that gives me a passion and then I think to myself, well, if I can help any other person, in particularly woman, to not make that mistake, or even if she did, to help give her a strategy or a blueprint and how to give out, then I'm winning. Then I'm winning. If I can help one woman to understand her worth so she can begin to value herself, so she can begin then to exude value, and then everything she does come from a place of value, and then she begins to value those things that are connected to her, and then she begins to move different, and she begins to think different, and she begins to do different, and next thing you know, she's the woman that she desired to be, and the woman God purposed her to be, and she killing it, and she prospering, and she successful, and she whole, and she healed. I'm winning. Because that's what I desire for myself. And that's what I desire for my sisters. So I hope this episode was not too much, too deep. Um, I tried to keep it light. Because again, when it comes to finances, the history of finances um, is so deep. And again, that is something you can always do on your own. There's plenty of resources out there. You can go on YouTube. You can watch videos. You can get books. Um, all kind of things. There are people who have this revelation, this knowledge that can really break it down, can give you an understanding really of money. Money in and of itself as a culture um, money has its own language there you have to have an understanding of money money is not just a thing that you get when you cash your paycheck or whatever the case however you get your provision money is in of itself it is a tool is a resource and the only people who really get it i'm gonna say only most people because there are people who do a lot of things for money but most people who legitimately have success or legitimately have an abundance of money and provision is because they understand money. It's because they value money. It's because they have a good relationship with money. It's because they know that their money is a seed and they're constantly looking for ways and uh, to invest and to multiply their money, right? And, and and they have more than one stream of income, you know, and all of these things. And so that is really what the determining factor is. That is the difference, you know, again, has nothing to do with inferiority versus superiority or or intelligence or, you know, anything like that. Because, you know, we all are intelligent. We all are, you know, intellectual. We all, you know, just have great minds and, and, and just really are have these, these genius minds, right? And are very gifted. But I think um, opportunity and knowledge are the biggest factors that keep this big disparity between certain cultures and you know there are many people who are willing and they are um every day helping women and helping men to break out of these cycles to to give them the knowledge give them the opportunity give them the skills the resources that they need in order to um for there to be a level playing field and in most cases um in our community we are catching up unfortunately but don't be discouraged because it's, it's it's still possible you know nothing is impossible with god for sure and as long as you have breath in your body you are able you know as long as you are a able 
body individual, you're healthy, you have a sound mind, you're capable, you know, you have functionality of your limbs. As long as you can physically, mentally, emotionally um, put in the work, you know, to grind and to do what you need to do, it is possible. You can break out, you know, you can break free. Um, you don't have to stay in a perpetual cycle of poverty. You don't have to stay in a perpetual cycle of brokenness. You don't have to stay in a perpetual cycle of bitterness. You don't. If you want to get out, there are tools. You can get out. You just have to be willing to go through the process and do the work. And so um, I'm just here to ignite a fire in you all, you know, to really stir up your spirit to say, ladies, let's let's start thinking different. Let's start really, you know, being vulnerable with ourselves and really being honest with ourselves and, and really going deeper, you know, and not being ashamed and afraid because you're not the only one. I don't care what it is you're going through, what it is you went through. You're not the only one. Somebody else is going through the same thing and they need you. They need you to make it. They need you to make it out. They need you to set the standard. They need you to be the catalyst. They need you to be the trailblazer. They need you to be the pioneer so they can get out. You know, it's so easy to tell somebody, oh, it's going to be okay. You can do it. You can do it. If, if you never had been in their shoes. But if when a person sees someone who was where they were or where they are, but has actually made it out, that gives them a different level of hope. To know that they can make it out too. So I pray that you all are being um, increased in your hope and in your faith and in your confidence that whatever it is, wherever you are today, whatever place you are today, that you can make it out if it's not healthy, if, if, if it's not productive, you know, if, if it's not, you know, um, in alignment with your with, with your purpose or who you know you desire to be or with your healing or your wholeness or whatever it may be, I want you to understand and I want you to take heart today, sis. You can do it. If I can do it, I had all the eyes stacked against me. All the eyes were stacked against me. I'm the underdog. I'm not I'm not the one. I'm not the chosen one. I'm not, you know, I'm not the one who 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 was picked. You know, I'm not the one, you know, who's to be who who people would expect. I was I'm the one that's overlooked. I'm the one that's disregarded. I'm the one that's rejected. I'm the one that's laughed at. I'm the one that's talked about. I'm the one that's mocked. Trust me. But I but guess what? God still chose me. And if he can do it for me, he'll do it for you. So I want you to be encouraged and be blessed. I appreciate you all. I hope this episode um, really blessed you. I think this is a very, very important episode. It's the bonus episode. So it's meant to be unorthodox. It's meant to be, you know, a little more heavy, a little more intense, a little more challenging um, because I really am wanting to ignite a fire and just truly um, begin to open up our minds to the way we value ourselves and how it impacts and influences the way we value everything else 
connected to us, especially money. So thank you all for listening. Welcome, welcome, welcome um, to all my faithful listeners. I love you all so much. Welcome to all my new listeners. I hope that you found value in this content. Um, I hope it blesses you. I hope it encourages you uh, and uplifts you. I hope it empowers you, emboldens you to really um, to go beyond, to, 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 to do the reflection, to do the, you know, introspection, to get the healing, to, to get what the whatever it is you need. Um, and to know that you don't have to be ashamed or embarrassed about your struggles, where you are, your background, where you came from, your start. It doesn't matter how you start. What matters is how you finish. And so I'm very just um, grateful for each and every one of you. Um, I thank you so much for taking time out of your precious day and, and, and valuing my content um, enough to want to invest your time. And so I hope that you get a good return on your investment because even your time is an investment. Come on now. I don't even want to go into another, you know, because I can just go on and on and on. Um, However, but, you know, continue to um, just be encouraged. Connect with me. Um, Again, you can connect with me at... um, on my ID at Janelle Renee underscore one. Um, you can email me at purity after promiscuity at gmail.com. Um, you can leave a review, like, share, um, and just know that I value each and every one of you. I don't take it lightly. I thank God for each and every one of you. And I just pray that you continue to be blessed through um, this content. Um, until we meet again, just know your past does not define you. It develops you and you are worthy.